Welcome to episode 89 of the Woman of Marvel podcast, where we assemble to chat all things Marvel and more. This is Judy Stevens, producer. Today, we bring you back to the world of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as we chat to Ming-Na Wen and Adrian Palicki. First up, we have our own Agent May, Ming-Na Wen. Welcome to the Woman of Marvel podcast, where we assemble to talk all things Marvel and more. I have another lovely S.H.I.E.L.D. agent with me. Mm. Why don't you introduce yourself? Okay. I am Ming-Na Wen, and I play Agent Melinda May, a.k.a. Cavalry, which she hates, apparently, but <laughs> that's what everybody calls her. And uh, thank you for saying that I'm lovely. Of course you're lovely. <laughs> We've had many interactions over the, over the three seasons you've had. Yes, we have. <laughs> I still remember when you were in- introduced at the panel for the first Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. panel at San Diego Comic-Con. And, like, everyone just, like, got up on their feet and shared. They were so excited for you to be a part of this show. Yeah. yeah. And and then... And then As the, I was, too. Yes. <laughs> uh, and still am. Yes. I mean, it's the Marvel family. You're now part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, how does that feel? It's been insane because not only am I doing a television show, but I am also in comic books now. You know, this character that Joss Whedon put on paper and um, after they cast me... Um, you know, I put on the screen and now I'm in comic books. It's, it's for a geek girl like me that it's beyond, it's beyond belief. And oh, and I have little like dolls too. <laughs> I know you, you know, have like a little funk Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so awesome. <laughs> I always wonder what it's like to have like a, a figure, like a thing that like people buy and then, yeah. you, and then they bring it to you at cons and you sign it. Right, right. Is yeah. it like the first time you see it, you're like, oh my God. I had to stop myself from buying so many of them for myself. I keep going, oh, yeah, one's for my kid, one's for my other kid, one's for me, maybe another one for me. Do you just have a room in your house that's just full of figures? <laughs> I do. <laughs> and a lot of them actually right now are in boxes in the garage because I don't have a trophy room for all my toys yet. See, now you need a trophy room. I do. I do. There's just, just for my just gonna... toy collection. You know, once the kids leave, I think I can convert one of their bedrooms into my... <laughs> Toy collection. And, and by that point, there'll be even more seasons and even more toys. So it's a good thing. Yes, a very good thing. Yeah, it's an adult thing to do. Uh, totally. Absolutely. Yes. I yeah. think we all grew up collecting things. Why not? What do you collect? Um, I have all the Bishoujo Shunyamashita figures. No, you do. Oh my God, I love them. Oh, so cute. I'm a huge fan of like Japanese design stuff. Yes, me so too. So when we, when we first, like when Kotobukiya came up and we're like, we're going to do this. And I was like, what? <laughs> um, yeah, my favorite is, um, the, what's the, I just blanked on the. the oh, I know that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> Judy, the, yeah. Ah! Thank you, my sister of lack of memory. Oh, God, I know. We're both, like, desperately clutching our coffee right now. It is, like, 1130, by the way. I know. 
But it's been it's been a busy week. You are my eleventh interview that I have done oh, in like the last two days. That's crazy. Yeah, um, and you're jet lagged. Right? Yeah, yeah. From the um, yeah. To, I, you know, I was at just at Rhode Island this weekend. Oh, at the Comic Con. Yeah. Right? So we're both sort of you know a little bit um, yeah loopy. <laughs> you you keep on doing more and more of those cons. I mean, is it every time you do it? Is it just amazing experience? I just I, it's such an amazing way to connect with the fans, and I absolutely love them. Uh, you know, I, because I get to meet face to face with the people that are supporting our show, watching our show, as well as fans from all my previous you know um, roles, uh, especially like Mulan or Stargate Universe, and to see the various ages of fans too you know from little girls to grown-ups to older men and i don't know i and and the same enthusiasm each and every time um it, it's just a really wonderful reminder for me and and being a theater girl it's my way of connecting to the audience that's really great i mean i think that those cons are such a great way to for people who may not ever have the opportunity to meet someone that they, they might idolize a little bit. Yeah. Well, I remember going to cons and, you know, getting so excited to meet you know, uh, a few of the uh, celebrities that, that were available back then, way back then. So this is this is always a treat. Yeah, and you guys always take extra time at Comic-Con during our signing. Like, we'll be done, and you guys will be like, okay, cool. And then you just, like, get down onto the main carpet floor. <laughs> exactly. And you're just, like, signing and taking selfies. And we just, like, we're like, okay. <laughs> it's very great. And yeah. No, we love, we love our fans so much. You know, and that's why we do a lot of the live tweets and things, too. You know, all the social media stuff is... Um, just to me, sort of live theater. It, it really is because when the show airs, you get to see the response immediately. And uh, and nor you know, I've been in this business for a couple of decades, and you always kind of live in a bubble, and you just know about the ratings, but you really don't get the essence of what the fans are enjoying. And you guys all almost live tweet, even when you're on set. You're yeah. like, you all sit in like a corner, probably between takes and just like, <laughs> Anne's on it, you're yeah. on it, Elizabeth's on it, Chloe's yeah. on it. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty And we like, we, we like ragging on each other too. Yeah. yeah. Do you, are you guys like sometimes even like someone's in the other room and you're just like making fun of them while through Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's oh really God. bizarre, yeah. It's so great. Why well, hopefully everyone, if you haven't uh, followed their live tweeting, they do it during when Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is on TV on ABC, uh, depending on your time zone. Do you do you live tweet both time zones? Sometimes if, if I'm capable. Like yesterday I couldn't um, because I, I was busy doing some stuff um, beforehand. So I was only able to do the West Coast one. And it's very hard for us to live tweet unless we're actually watching. You know, we call it blind live tweeting. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, be- because for us, so many um, of our cast members are female and strong female characters. It's, uh, it's just a wonderful bonding sisterhood that we have as well. Um, you know, amongst Adrian and Chloe and now Constance um, on the show and uh, Elizabeth. I mean, it, it, it's rare. It's rare to have that many heroines that are represented in, in all different age groups with all different abilities. Um, and the women, and, as well as the men, you know, they really, they really respond to it, which is wonderful. I, I actually noticed, or someone pointed out to me the last time I was here, was that 
almost 50% of the woman in the MCU is on this show. Yes. You guys have like half of the, the, the ass-kicking potential of, uh, uh, of the, the cinematic universe, which is kind of amazing. It like, is amazing. And yeah. every season there are more epic women introduced. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously it was so exciting when, when um, Adrian, when Bobby... Mockingbird, show. right, right, and, and in her costume. I mean, hello, it's so great. <laughs> and, and, and I always love talking to Anne Foley, the costume designer, and yes. and, uh, and she's always talked about sort of like every every season, sort of like re what she does to change up all your costumes. Yeah, I mean. she's. I mean, she's definitely another you know super powerful woman um, in in our universe because she helps us to uh, create. Not just the image, but the feel and the dynamic um, power visually of each character, and um, and then on top of that, you know, whenever we do go undercover, we have so much fun, you know, just creating other images that these women are capable of being. Like your famous dress. Oh, hello! Oh, when Anne first showed it to me, I'm like, "Are you freaking? I'm going to be a (laughs) disco ball? What?" You know, but I fully, fully trust her, and it ended up being a very iconic image, you know, for um, for that character and in that moment. It was like one of the first when she gave me a tour of the the costume shop. It yeah. was one of the first things I noticed. I was like, "Oh, this is the dress." <laughs> yes, and also because yeah. there's like multiple of them. There's one for you. There's one for your double. There's yeah. one for your. Stunt. I actually had two doubles because I had to play double. So, right. <laughs> so many doubles. <laughs> yes, there was that. that like was that just like part of the game, or did you did you have a little? like getting into like having to play two different characters. Like, how was that? Oh, it was great. I mean, you know, I had to uh, just kind of figure out the nuances of um, who Agent 33 was and how um, and how her movements are a little bit different from, you know, and even her fighting style is different and her sense of energy and desperation. And, of course, you know, when you're being um, ass-kicked by... Agent Melinda May, you, you get a little scared, no matter who you are. <laughs> Even Ward scares, get a little scared. <laughs> I love that. I would be scared too if you came at me. I wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. What is what is your your process of getting ready for stunts like that? Um, a lot of stretching, a lot of uh, band work and weights, and uh, and then training with our incredible stunt team. Um, you know, um, headed by Tanner Gill. And the last couple of years, um, it was with Matthew. And then this year, it's with Jeremy. And we have uh, amazing choreographers. And, you know, it's it's been a lot of challenges. But at the same time, I, I, I so look forward to the fight scenes. Because, uh, one, I don't have to use my brain as far as memorizing lines or saying <laughs> lines. <laughs> But uh, you know, it's just it's it's uh, it's a dance. It's a it's a skill that I had to learn the last three years, which is stunt fighting. And I'm really proud that I you know I definitely have it under my belt for a lot of the moves and things. I definitely respect you guys because I think that when we're at home watching TV, we see this fight scene. Maybe it's a minute, maybe it's a couple minutes, and then it's over. But you guys do that scene like multiple times, days, hours. Yes, from all these different angles. Yes. 11 to 17 hour days sometimes, depending on the intricacy of the uh, fight scene. And, you know, and we always, but Adrian and I were just talking about it the other day. It's just like, and that was it, huh? (laughs) (laughs) You know, because like the May on May fight, we spent three days working on it. And then, you know, as intricate as it was, it was just like, oh, okay. 
done. <laughs> and then and then I wonder about filmmaking because filmmaking I've heard um a fight scene that is as elaborate as ours can take weeks wow. to shoot. Um and sometimes we have to get it done in 3 hours. I remember there was one scene in particular um uh, this uh, gentleman had just been working on a film with Tom Cruise and they had to do like the stunt that had uh, maybe four moves to it. And it literally, it took them weeks to shoot this one shot. And uh, and we were running out of time. You know, our time was getting pushed and we had an elaborate fight scene to do. And uh, and I said, okay, buckle your seatbelt. We have like, I think, three hours to shoot this. And his jaw just dropped. His eyes bulged out. And he's like, you're joking, right? <laughs> I'm like, no, welcome to S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> I know you guys have eight days to film episodes. Oh, gosh. It's, it's mind-boggling. It really is. I mean, just like the from the sets to the costumes to yeah. the amount of lines you guys like with science. Right. And it's not just that. It's just our set designers, our prop people, our makeup and hair people, our visual effects people, Bear McCreary with his music. It it is absolutely mind-boggling that uh, it all gets done. I mean, literally, I was doing looping for some of the beach scenes because never shoot a television show on the beach as beautiful as it is because you end up having to loop the entire scene. (laughs) I did that last week and the show aired yesterday. Wow. That's how intense our schedule is. And, and I think it rallies us as a group. You know, we really try to support each other as much as possible because we know how hard everybody is working to put out, you know, this piece of art and entertainment for our fans. It's the collaboration factor. I mean, this is a topic I've brought up again and again in all these podcasts. All of you guys come together. It's not just the actors and the writers and the directors, but mm-hmm. it's it's those guys out in the hallway who make sure that you're on time oh, when it's, you need it's, to be. Yeah, it's all the people in this office right here on this floor, you know, the, our production coordinators making sure everybody gets their scripts or get their changes or get their schedules and, you know, it's... Yeah, and them coordinating with all the other producers and location people and transpo of how to get everything in. It's insane. I mean, I barely have time to, like, you know, put up a picture on a wall. And (laughs) and I'm so proud when I, like, stick a nail in a wall (laughs) and a set. Like, an entire, like, castle is built overnight for us to play in. And it's really kind of amazing to to watch scenes be filmed. I mean, sometimes you'll see the same film and the same two lines like done for 20, 30 minutes. I know, isn't it exciting? <laughs> I have friends that come and visit and by the first hour, they're like, okay, it's getting really boring. One well, of the details, you know, is, is is very, very tedious at times, but it's so important because our fans will notice, hey, wait a minute, the tie was in and now it's out or, you know, something's a little off. Um, the cup you were you were drinking the cup and then now you're not so I think it's really really important that we maintain continuity that's all part of the process um, but it's funny that you say that I remember a story with my daughter when she was like um, seven or eight and she came to visit me on um, Stargate Universe and uh, we had five actors on a set looking at a dot out in space you know out outside the spaceship in the window. And literally, we had to do all every actor's coverage, all the close-ups, the medium shots, the wide shots, same exact scene, over and over and over. And I found her, and she had fallen asleep in the director's chair, you know, and I was like, okay, honey, let's go. It's time to have lunch. And I was going to explain to her why it takes so long. And so I said, you know, 
Honey, do you know why we have to repeat um, ourselves so much in, in, in one scene? And she was like, because you're not very good at it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so instead of explaining to her about the wide shot, medium shots, and close-ups, I'm like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, we're not very good at it. <laughs> That's why That's we fine. have to keep doing it over and over. Spend hours on a scene. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Is there a scene in season three uh, that you're super excited for the fans to see? Well, so far they've seen most of it. You know, every every script that I've gotten, I've my jaw just drops um, at the uh, revelations of either Andrew. You know, I, I don't know what I can say on this podcast, but um, but in a season finale, it was another like, holy beep! I can't believe <laughs> this. This is so insane. So I can't, you know, and, and that's what I love about live tweeting because then when you see the fans' reactions, it's, it's all worth it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I always say that going to cons and doing stuff like that makes, makes my job so, so much better almost because, it, you know, you sit in a room and you just do this thing. And you, don't, you don't understand the implication of what maybe one little post you did. Signifies. Right, right. So. Well, and also it's just, um, you know, I mean, I know you and I being in love with this genre – and growing up with like Star Wars and these were our heroes and these were people that we fantasized about or dreamed of wanting to be. And to now be in this business where the characters that we're playing has that impact on, you know, our audience and they look up to these characters and they have feelings for them. It's just, you know, that's why we do it. You know, it's it's giving them a sense of inspiration and a sense of, yes, I can I can go and work out and or I can go and take taekwondo or some martial arts form and become a stronger woman or you know they they it, it gives them it gives them um, this uh, role model to look up to. Uh, yeah, and I, that's what I hope that this podcast does is the people listening to this can be like, oh, there are people working in the industry that I can look up to. Yeah, even if they're not on the front like you are. Or maybe they're like I interviewed the line producer yesterday at Agent Carter. Like, yeah, yeah. I didn't even know what a line producer did until right. she told me what she did, and then I was like, "Oh, you're really important." They do a lot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they hold it. They're like the glue that yeah. holds, <laughs> keeps the ship afloat for sure. Yeah. So anyone out there can be whatever you want to be. Well, so. and that's the thing, you know, people don't realize like this particular profession. It's not just all the glamour and you know, and the PR and 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 going to cons. I mean, it's an it's a business, and it generates so much other business, and that's why you know we're always trying to vie for bringing more of it back to L.A. because it's the florist that gets you know to to uh, design something for a set or whatever the the lumber yard the uh, restaurants the it, it, the dry cleaners you know it 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 filters into so many aspects of the business for the city, as well as um, the amount of um, people that have to be hired for one show. I mean, our show alone, you know, is like three to 500 people in any given episode. Yeah, very amazing. It's not just actors. Yeah, it's not just you guys. (laughs) Although, you know, as actors, we always just like to think it's only about us. (laughs) (laughs) No. Well, um, I that I think that was all my questions. Um, this was amazing. I could, I could just chat with you forever, but I know you have a job to do. I do. 
I no, think I so. Don't. Yeah, I got I got lots of jobs to do. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go put that picture on the wall. I have to. I know. <laughs> well, thank That's you for joining reminder. us. Thank you, Judy. This really was so amazing. It. It's always fun to see you. Yay! <laughs> Yay! This is Marvel, your universe. Next up is Bobby Morse herself, Adrian Palicki. Welcome to the Women of Marvel podcast, where we assemble to talk all things Marvel and more. This is Judy Stevens, producer. I am bringing you another agent of Shields. Why don't you introduce yourself for everyone? <laughs> this is Adrienne Palicki, and I play Bobby Morse on Marvel's Agents of Shield, aka Mockingbird. Yes. So you are part of the Marvel universe now, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and which is very exciting. Mockingbird is, I'm sure, everyone, all the fans. But what was it like, sort of, when you first found out you were going to be a part of this world? Well, I think it's always nerve-wracking um, going into the comic book world. I, I've done it multiple times at this point, but you know, there's such a there's such a huge fan following and respect that has to go along with these characters, and um, and and you you really have to find the balance between trying to you know give yourself to a character and also you know be this comic book character that already exists. So you don't really want to let anybody down. So it's always a little bit nerve wracking going into it. But I think you know the writers have been so amazing, and and it's been you know such a collaboration, and and me you know, being able to bring myself to the character as well. And thankfully, the fans have been hugely supportive. So it's uh, it's it's been kind of a joy ride. Yeah, I think that that's the one thing our fans are sort of known for is their veracity and their like intenseness. But I think that you know you've sort of followed through with this character in such a great way that no one's going to complain. Obviously, thank and, you. And then with with the, your new your new uniform, your new suit, which is superb, amazing. Uh, we've talked to Anne Foley actually about the creation of this suit, but like how important is when you first put that on for you to sort of like keep on moving that character in a certain direction? I mean, there's something about putting on a suit, you know what I mean? That in an actual character costume where you are immediately embodying this character. You know what I mean? The minute I put that on, I was like, I'm a badass. <laughs> um you know, and she did such a great job of trying to follow the lines and and you know some of the colors of of the original Mockingbird costume, but also make it a functioning costume and something that I can go into combat with. Um, and and it's it's just every time I put on that suit, no matter what, it's just so much fun. When you when the suit was being created, did you have any like did you have any feedback? You know, did was it was it like a collaborative project? Well, or? I mean, yeah, in certain ways, like originally there was more leather, but then I was like, I bent over and it ripped. Do you know what I mean? Stuff like that, <laughs> where you you have to go through like the the ebbs and flows of trying to figure out exactly what works and what doesn't. You know what I mean? There was probably a lot of me doing very awkward positions in the fittings to try to make sure that I could move in it. But, um, I mean, they did such a great job. It, it was only, like, two fittings, and then that costume existed. When you first signed up for this role, was that something you were going to be aware of? You know, did is it something that you sort of, you're like, I'm going to start doing my own stunts? Or I've, I strive to do them, you know, and, and um, I've been doing a lot of action for, I mean, I've got years now, and, um, and, and have learned quite a bit along the way. You know, I was trained by Navy SEALs for G.I. Joe. I've... Uh, Wonder Woman combat training, and then um, John Wick jujitsu, 
And and for this, you know, I got to learn the Escrima sticks, which it took a little bit for me, you know, to actually have this weapon that I have to master, you know. And that's still a process. But um, it's part of the intrigue of me taking these roles is I, I like to push myself and I like to see how far I can go. And obviously I'm not going to go through a plate glass window. I'll, even if I wanted to, yes. they wouldn't let me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the majority of the fight sequences, yes, is, is, is myself. And, and um, I don't know, there's a sense of accomplishment at the end of it that that I did this thing that's very scary and also very fun and very, very vigorous. You know, it's 12 hours of doing a fight sequence is a lot. Yes. Is there is there a uh, sequence you've done that is like your favorite to do so far? On the show? Yeah. I will say I don't think anything beats the Ward-Bobby fight. That That fight took it out of it out of us and that was I mean that was two days of shooting that and um, probably the longest fight on the show I think that's probably one of the most interesting things about watching like TV and and film being it being filmed is that like you see like this fight sequence that's maybe a few minutes or maybe be a little longer but the fact that you guys have to do that fight sequence over and over and over again and all these different camera angles and, you know, and every single time you have to put your face on and you have to, you know, put the, I think that's sort of what's awe-inspiring about all actors is that, you know, you have to do this again and again and again, but people at home only see the, the, the best shot or whatever. The shot was the one that made it. Totally. I mean, even just us, you know, last week there was, um, I was watching the comeback of Mockingbird, you know, actually out there and fighting again. And and we shot this sequence in the pool, you know, I'm out of breath, I only have one lung, and it, that took a whole day, and it was so much fun, but it's literally, I probably a minute, you know what I mean, when you're watching it, and you're like, it's so anticlimactic, you know what I mean, because you shot this thing that was so intense, and you're just like, well, that doesn't feel as intense as when I shot it, but it's still amazing, it's just, yeah, you, you put a lot of work into stuff, and sometimes it doesn't even make it, Yeah, you know, that's the worst, like, I had this amazing scene, it took all day, and then it doesn't even make it. But yeah. It's part of the job. Well, And it also makes for great outtakes. Exactly. <laughs> I think the blooper reel that every year they always they always debut it at the San Diego Comic-Con uh, panel is probably my favorite part. Oh, 100%. 100%. I mean, that's the great thing about this show. You know, we all love each other, and it's not just the cast, but the crew. So we have fun, you know? And I think, you know, you have these long days, and you have these many characters, and you have to otherwise what's the point right yeah well I mean it's your job but it's also it's almost your family here like you see these people sometimes more than your own family it's true I do see them more than my own family (laughs) (laughs) so um I'm also always fascinated with like how did did you always want to be an actress or an actor did you is this something that sort of came upon you I wanted to be everything when I was growing up. Um, it was, you know, I'd see a movie and I'd be like, oh, Apollo 13, I want to be an aerospace engineer. You know what I mean? I just, <laughs> every day it changed. And then I realized probably around seven that I wanted to be an actor. I wanted to be on stage, what I wanted to do. And I didn't actually get on stage until I was in high school where I started doing plays and musicals. And that's when I realized I had to do it. And, I, and that was my passion. And I was um, filling out college applications. It was, you know, a B student, and um, I was going to go to school to to be an artist, actually. And I was like, you know, if I'm going to pay money and and struggle towards something, then it needs to be the art that I actually am really passionate about. And so I put down my pen and paper, and I was like, Mom, Dad, I'm going to move. I'm going to move to New York, and I'm going to be on Broadway. 
<laughs> no money. Like just, you know, just this naive 18-year-old. And my parents, of course, you know, did that, that blew up pretty quickly. Um, but I went to New York for a little bit. And I auditioned and realized that everybody in New York was trying to be on Broadway. And I was like, maybe this is not the, the right, yeah. you know, angle for me. And when I was there, I auditioned for this um, this big, like, you know, casting directors, agents come from all over. Got an agent out of L.A., which was really close to Mesa, but I didn't know the difference. <laughs> so I moved back to Toledo, where I'm from, and worked a couple jobs. And I drove out to, to Los Angeles, didn't know anybody, and, and just was like, well, I'm going to be an actor. That, I had no choice. It was like, well, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. So that kind of, my first job was working at Togo's Baskin-Robbins. A little mix, you know, I'd you know, make sandwiches by day, scoop ice cream by night. <laughs> and I had lots of those odds and jobs and you know, and I was lucky, like two years in I finally got my first pilot. I think that sort of, you know, what very what's you know, the the, the over ending uh, plot line I always tell people on this podcast is that no matter what you want to do or what you're going to do, everyone who got into whatever they're doing is very different. Like, we have this panel called Breaking Into Comics, The Marvel Way, and every single creator on that always talks about how they got into comics. And it's almost as if, like, you got into got into Marvel that way and then the door closed, you know? So you got to find uniquely, but every single person finds their own unique way. And I think that's sort of magical. Everyone has a drive, and I, I think that that's a thing. And also the ability, I mean, in Hollywood, it's so so cutthroat and so you know it's really hard and it's like who do you know and all these things and and at the end you know you come out and you're like I did that I did that but you also give you know hope to people who are coming up behind you who who are like oh man I really want to be the next you know superhero on some tv show going and 100 percent yeah you know my teacher at Playhouse West Robert Carnegie he he said the first day I ever took his class he said if anybody in here wants to do anything else then you should go do that and it was probably, I give that advice to anybody who wants to do this, because if, if there is something else you want to do, this is this will probably be the hardest thing to get into. Um, and it doesn't necessarily get easier. You just have different obstacles along the way. Um, but it's it's gonna take it's gonna take a life of you really wanting this thing and really needing this thing. And that's what's gonna get you there. And if there's anything else, then that's absolutely what you should do because it's gonna be hard. Yeah. You know, I mean, definitely in the art community, I was originally a photographer. I showed up in New York City and I was like, I'm going to be the best photographer in the world. And then I was like, I don't want to take photos for a living. This is this is weird. I'd rather be behind, (laughs) you know, like I'd rather be telling the photographer what to do or whatever. But it, you know, when you're 18 and you're rolling into this big city, you think and in your small town, you thought you were like you were you were like the. Right. I'm totally going to have to edit myself out as I've leaped there. But that's right. Uh, But yeah, I think that's, you know, sort of. Uh, uh, sort of fascinating is that you're going to you're going to do what you want to do because you love it so much even you know I, I went to New York City and it was terrifying yes and thankfully my parents supported me and I stuck through it and somehow along the way I'm I'm doing podcasts now and I wouldn't even ever thought that this was the world that I was going to be in I never wanted to be in front of the camera but I think that's the one thing that's in in you know being in film and tv you right. are in front of the camera so it's not just what does your resume say and what is your work ethic, but it's also like, what do I, you know, like it's it's sort of like what is what is my hair color, what is my skin tone, and and I think that Hollywood's getting better and better, and I think that's the most amazing thing about this TV show is that fifty percent of the like the Marvel Cinematic Universe 
females are on this TV show, and they're incredibly diverse. Well, exactly, and 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 the biggest badasses on the show. I mean, the the real fighters on this show are all women. You know, yeah. it's 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 Mockingbird, it's it's Ming May, and it's it's Daisy. Like they're the main like badasses of the show, and I think that's such a cool cool thing. And even Simmons now, you know what I mean? Seeing her on that island or that planet by herself was just amazing and and how she just brought it um so that's that's this really cool thing that is starting to happen more and more i think in tel- not only through comic books but television movies the female is now starting to come up and being the strike it's more interesting to watch a female kick butt than it is to see a male kick butt yeah it's a it's a slightly new story that can be told in a really unique and interesting way and and with writers that are women they're not writing your character as a female who happens to kick butt. They're writing a character who happens to kick butt who is just happens to be female. And exactly. you just bring your whatever you think your feminine attributes or not even you don't even necessarily bring those feminine attributes to this character. You just go and you do it. And I think that's what makes S.H.I.E.L.D. such a great and uh, experimental. I'm not sure if that's the word, but sort of like a, a new on the forefront of where film and TV should be going. 100%. And they don't, they, the writers are so brilliant in the sense that they don't write caricatures. Like, I get so frustrated when I watch television shows or movies and you can just tell that like, the breakdown said, she's tough. And you can just see this person being tough, but it's not realistic. And it's like, they're so, they do such a great job, I think, of, you know, breaking down what that means and how this person got to that point. So it's not just like this facade of being tough. They're just naturally these strong, strong characters. And even in their vulnerability, they're strong. Well, I think that's all my questions for you, actually. Oh, really? Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> do you have anything else you want to add? I know I have like four, I have like three minutes, so you have to run to your next well, next assignment. I don't know. Is there anything else you want to ask? Um, well, I always like to ask people, not a S.H.I.E.L.D. question, but... What is the thing you like to geek out for? Is there a TV show? Is there a thing you collect? Is there... Well, I actually, you know, collect comic books. Um, My brother's a comic book writer, so I kind of became obsessed through him. (laughs) Um, What is the thing I geek out on? I geek out on cooking shows. Oh. Like MasterChef and MasterChef Junior. I don't know if you've, you know, seen... (laughs) <laughs> I will say this. If I ever met Gordon Ramsay, I would probably not be able to speak. I'm kind of in love with that man. So I'm a, I'm a, a secretive foodie. I don't know if that's actually that's secretive, but I love going to like like amazing restaurants and eating great food. Yes. But I can't cook that well. Really? I mean, I can, I can like, I live in New York. I have to cook, obviously, for like, I can make like a stir fry and I can bake. That's like the thing I'm good at. But watching what people do. And like put this beautiful. I'm I'm terrible at plating things, so yeah, I grew up watching cooking shows. So I mean, that's... you see these eight year olds making a filet mignon. I'm like, I can't make a filet mignon. <laughs> you know, I'm like that out of just out of nowhere. It's like how how do you do that? You can't even reach the stove. Um, I just I'm so impressed with that stuff. Yeah, and also he's great on that show because he's you know he usually yells at people, but yeah. with the kids, he's so great to them. I know, but even like the, the adults, he's really not that mean. He's yeah. kind of he's kind of a teddy bear. He's just tough. Tough love. Well, in, in the kitchen, it is tough love. Yes. Chefs mm-hmm. are intense. Yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you have a, what's your Twitter so that people can follow you? Uh, it's just Adrian Palicki. That's, that's me. 
<laughs> do, you, do you also live tweet the shows? Do you try to? I have a couple times. I found it incredibly overwhelming. I mean, it's really awesome to get to connect with the fans. But I'm so, I mean, anybody who does follow me knows that I'm just not great on social media. I mean, I pretty much just talk about football or, you know, something random or my workout regimen. You know, it's it's just I, I try to put something in there every once in a while, but I, I'm really, really horrible at it. Twitter's hard. It's you think it's easy, but it's really not that easy. It's hard. It's trying to find the balance of giving enough information but not giving too much information to where, you know, I feel like, you know, yeah, I'm vulnerable in that sense, you know. Agreed. Yeah, that's definitely always the I just post a lot of pictures of my cat. See, I just need to go on Instagram because that would be so much easier for me just to post pictures and not, you know, words. You can, you can post pictures as you cook. Right, exactly. And the other thing is like Twitter's so hard because like I'm a very sarcastic person in real life, but I'm like, people don't know my voice yet, you know? So if I were to tweet something, I, I could easily get in trouble, I'm sure, based on, you know, how it's written. It's the same <laughs> thing with text. Yes. Like, nothing should be written via text because no matter what, it's going to get misconstrued somehow. It's just use emojis. Exactly. <laughs> just the poop symbol over and over again. <laughs> I just use unicorn. Ah, unicorn, yes. Unicorn. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. We'll check you guys later. This is Marvel, your universe. Thanks to the lovely ladies of S.H.I.E.L.D. for joining us. Tune in to new episodes of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on Tuesdays, 9, 8 central, on ABC. As always, if you have questions for us, please email us at womanof at marvel.com or tweet at marvel hashtag womanofmarvel. We'll return to Hell's Kitchen next week with more from Marvel's Daredevil Season 2. We'll check you guys later. This is Marvel, your universe.